We are rolling. Shannon, thank you for joining on the podcast. How's your day going? Awesome. How's yours? It's beautiful. The sun's out here in Colorado, so I can't complain. Um, let's jump right in. We met. We didn't actually meet at the IEB conference. You met my brother, Mike. I met yeah. one of your co-founders. Um, and you guys were both lovely from when we came back and compared notes. And we said, hey, we, we want to work with them more. So you're from Energy Raven. Correct. Let's give a quick rundown of what it is and, and kind of yeah. how you're in the industry. Um, so brand new software um, we just developed, which allows a home inspector to perform an energy analysis um, alongside their home inspection with just a few extra questions. Uh, very simple. Uh, they can give performance level information to a homeowner. And we think it's just a real game changer because um, the home inspector is so trusted in the industry and uh, is so important to calling out all the issues that could go wrong with a home. Um, but they often don't have the ability to offer solutions. So we not only allow people to see, um, you know, well, the inspector's calling out what's inoperable or at the end of its useful life. Our recommendation logic will come up with, you know, what they can do about it. Here's a heat pump. Here's how much you could save from it. And we connect them with tax credits and rebates that are available, which is a huge differential. So it's like serving up the good news alongside the, uh, oh, I'm so sorry that your water heater is on its last legs, but, you know, here's $2,000 to help offset uh, the cost of a new one. So we're really excited about it and think it's just going to be, um, you know, a huge win, especially as energy prices continue to skyrocket and uh, there's, you know, energy insecurity in lots of, you know, grid dependent states. And oh. we're just really excited about how 2024 could be the the year of energy. 100%. And that's why I'm, I was pumped about it. And Mike was pretty pumped on it as well, because I think all inspectors typically like they like energy. It's as a category. I'm saying when you talk about energy efficiency, many inspectors will go on tangents with you. Maybe not so much of other add-on products and ways they can differentiate themselves, but energy, they seem to grasp better in terms of another add-on service they can offer. Have you found that? I mean, that? everybody everybody uses it, right? Like it, it's it's one of those things where it, it you know not everybody needs radon, and you know not every home is susceptible to mold or you know has that as a top issue. Um, but every house uses energy and people are curious about it. We do um, analytics about the solar efficacy and, you know, anybody who's tried to look at solar for their homes knows that the solar industry can be really predatory in terms of trying to get, you know, what, right. what do I qualify for and how much is it going to cost me? Um, so we, you know, use all these APIs with Google to really give people like at least a first blush of, Here's what you could offset in terms of your energy based on the sunlight in your area, the latitude, uh, how many you know days of usable sunlight you have, not on these cloudy days, and um, <laughs> really kind of give them that base level analytics. So, and there's no better person than the inspector to to deliver that. One hundred percent. So, how was the conference? Look, thinking back a few months now to the IEB conference where we all connected. How was the reception? Um, that group's typically pretty open to innovating and, and doing things differently, which is cool. But how was it in your eyes? They they are, and they were fantastic. And we've really been excited about the reception. So many of the inspectors are really looking at this as a differentiator. We originally started um, with it as kind of an add-on optional, but you know now we've just been talking to inspection groups about just included in every inspection as a, a real difference maker and actually as a, a way to increase prices. Like yes. we did some analytics that was showing how, I mean, this is not a new topic. I know you've had other people say this, but the home inspection just does not cost enough relative to where home prices have gone, relative to what the broker is making off of the deal. Um, and the inspection price has really just been so sticky low. Um, and, you know, Inflation has gone up 22% in the last two years and inspection prices have not gone much higher. So um, this is a great way to start 2024 off and say, you know what, we're raising our prices by, you know, $25, $50, whatever you're comfortable with. You should probably raise it by $200, but I know that's aggressive. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and, and include this energy report. Like it's, it's yes. such a huge differentiator and it allows them to just really be the expert in the home and offer something completely different I guarantee it's going to be a game changer with the realtors. You know, they, they're they so used to looking at things the way they have always been. You guys were a game changer when you came on and really started allowing people to see what 
um, you know, a different kind of an inspection report could look like. Let's make this a little bit more interactive. Let's make it a little bit, um, you know, less static and scary. And let's, right. you know, really kind of celebrate it. And I think this is exactly the same kind of thing. Just one more level up. Um, super excited. I'm going to spare our listeners my tangent on price because <laughs> I completely agree. Like I... It should be a thousand dollars at least base home inspection. I'm just gonna say agree, it in agree. terms of the value. I was just it provides. talking with the guy with with Harmony at Greenworks last week, and 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 um, she was that was her 100 message to all yeah. inspectors. She's like, I don't care what market you're in, it has it should be at least a thousand dollars. And I mean, when you think about how the average home price is, I want to say it's around four hundred thousand dollars right now across the U.S. Right. That means your broker's making $12,000 off of the deal. The buyer's agent, who did nothing. They didn't do the listings. They didn't take the photographs. They didn't stage the house. They didn't do the MLS. It, you know, all they're doing is, is helping shepherd this person along the way. The inspector is so much more important. This is your, your biggest investment. Why are you trusting the broker's opinion? You have to be trusting your inspector. Um, I actually think that's going to be the game changer in the next yeah. five years, especially with the NAR lawsuit and, you know, that, that industry. So I come from the prop tech industry. Um, I've always been in, in real estate and related, um, technologies, but, um, everybody in the real estate industry is talking about how the role of the buyer's agent is going to go away. Probably not the listing agent really. They, they are doing quite a lot, um, in terms of trying to get, the word out, but you know, most people are shopping digitally for their home. They're looking so you don't need the buyer's agent as much, but you do want a trusted expert to help you make sure that you're not making a mistake. Right. Um anyway, so I could Let's, go on and on and on about how important the the inspector is in the process. And let's I riff just hope on that, that continues to be let's yeah. riff on the lawsuit for a minute because um we've only talked about it a little bit on the pod. I don't know if a lot of inspectors are aware if you're not basically there's been a class action suit that was settled that um, found brokerages guilty of conspiring to keep commissions artificially high which may prompt some changes in how laws are, are made or created around buyers agents and what they can charge so that was yeah. what happened google it if you're not aware of it but our industry could have its day in the sun even more. Um, what do you think that opening could lead to in terms of the role of the inspector, where it's been, where it was kind of when you saw it for the first yeah. time and what it could mean now? What do you think some potential ways this plays out are? I mean, I think it would be really great to see um, the, the home inspection industry really come together. I mean, there's certainly a lot of non-competitive benefits of working as a group, right? And I was talking with you yesterday, like, think about the the got milk ads and how that really helps the the milk industry and, you know, real beef was a whole thing with the beef industry. Like, it, it, this was completely... Um, leveled up for them how the whole industry was perceived. And I think the same kind of thing could happen with the, the home inspection industry, really getting a buyer of a home, a potential buyer, anybody who's looking at the real estate market to say, who should I partner with? I should partner with somebody local who's an expert in my, in my market um, who can help me really look at what what the house should be like i'm pretty good at going through and looking for the the school district that i want or the neighborhood that i want or the style home that i want but i don't really know anything about this house that has a basement or that's 38 years old or its systems or anything like that and and that i think is really a message that could start to resonate so that everybody in the home buying space could look at the inspector as the first person that you should be thinking about, not the realtor, the, the the buyer's agent. I love this train of thought because back to price, if we want this industry to have upward pricing power, you have to probably add more value, right? Or we got to brute force right. it with value and differentiation and knowledge of the local area, basically what the realtor knows. Because I can say this as a former realtor, everything we yeah. learn, we just kind of get from the MLS or Zillow. There's no like specific Secret hardcore sauce. knowledge that we <laughs> that we've honed over 10 years as much as we want to tell clients that no offense agents but like it can be learned and i think age or inspectors ramping up their knowledge of that can become more holistic in what they provide to the home buyer right 
And so, and, and homes have become more complex over the years, sure. right? The system, like, you know, home inspection industry as an industry is only probably 35, 40 years old. I mean, it used right. to be if you, in the fifties, you buy a house, it's on you to know something about the electrical, to know something about the plumbing, to know something about the roof and the structure. Uh, and people kind of did, maybe you inherited it from your grandfather or your father and you know, you're handy, you can fix things. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody knows anything about their electrical panel. They hardly even know where it is. You know, they, there's just so many things that people need more help with. Um, it plays into ancillary services as well. And whether or not people have like sister companies of, you know, handyman services, HVAC services, all of that kind of stuff. That's a whole other tangent. But, you know, it's really this home expert. How do we level this person up in the eyes of the, of the, the homeowner? Um, I, I heard from an inspector a couple weeks ago that, you know, a lot of their inspection reports don't even get seen by the home buyer. It's <laughs> the agent is literally controlling that whole thing. And you think, how did we get here? You know, how, how did people start thinking this was optional? No, it's not. You need somebody to tell you whether or not, even if you're not making a contingency of the sale, because I mean, let's be real, there's still a lot of markets where it is a seller's market. So you're not going to be able to have the negotiating power that sometimes a, a, a home inspection information can give you, but you still want to know it. You should still have this inspection. I don't care whether it's a contingency, do it. Make sure you know what's, what's going on with this house um, as a foundation. And then, you know, personally, I would keep having the inspector come back every year and tell me, did that crack in the foundation get worse? Or yeah, after that big storm, you know, now all those loose tiles that you told me about on the roof are a really big problem. And anyway, I, I think the whole industry could really get leveled up. Um, and it, and it's, it's part of the reason that I really wanted to distribute this um, energy information through inspectors. They are absolutely the right people to give this kind of content to because they they should embrace the whole house. And, and like I said, it's not just the structure. It really is how the house performs. And it's, it's anyway, I don't want to go too yeah. deep off the, the, the deep end, but I really it, think that the inspectors are, are poised for a lot of um, increased role in this whole market. Yeah. And it's going to take, I think a collective mentality shift of the industry in terms of being open to adding more value, doing things differently. Cause I can, I can say this, I've been here long enough. Inspectors aren't always the most open to change. I'll just put it that way. Um, yes. But in order to actually make any effective change and move pricing up and change the role, change the perception, you have to try new things and you have to be open to adding more value. And that's, what's so intriguing about, about the energy efficiency stuff is that one, it applies to everybody. Like you said, two, it's kind of a newer type of package and service and thing they can offer. And three, it creates upward pricing pressure, which we all want. Pressure is yeah. the wrong word. Upward pricing mobility to say, hey, we're yeah. worth a lot more. Let's start charging it. Um, what I, you, you brought up an interesting point on that inspection still being optional. So I don't know if it, as an industry, we need to like lobby like NAR to make it be mandatory, but it's kind of mind blowing that agents can still see it as optional when people are spending hundreds of thousands. I think of people dollars. just don't know. I mean, sometimes, you know, I I've seen agents who, um, you know, kind of position themselves as the expert in the house. They'll go through and they say, Oh, don't worry about that. That's superficial or, Oh, you know, why are you trusting this person? They don't have any kind of a degree in this it's because they've walked yeah. through a bunch of, it's really crazy. Um, so I don't know if that's really happening. I was reading a um, a porch survey that happened last year, and I think they surveyed like a thousand people who had recently bought homes, and you know, eighty eight percent of them said that they had a home inspection. So that's actually yeah. higher than I think people had perceived. So you know, ninety percent that's I, that's not bad. I would take that. Um, eighty three percent of them said that the lender required it. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> they I was, thought the I was surprised by it. that. Right, yeah. right, right. And it and it's not true, but this is the perception, right? Like, yeah. oh, we, you know, check a box. So it's another avenue to maybe, you know, per, go through. The really interesting part was that only 53% of them um, got their inspector from the broker. And, you know, across the U.S., I thought that was surprising because I think a lot of inspectors think that their business is coming like 80, 90% from these agents. 
Um, so it, the rest was really word of mouth. And I think that that is something that um, they need to continue to recognize. Only 2% was coming from Google and 1% from Yelp. So I think there's some, just some misperceptions of, of you know, where your business is coming from and where you should spend marketing dollars and all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, if it's going to be word of mouth, like, great, well, let's follow up with all of your homeowners. Let's make sure you do a really great job with them and, you know, continue to, to, to stay in touch with them and, you know, give them benefits like this um, energy analysis report. And, you know, those kind of things are going to go a long way. Like ours is a, is a living dashboard that people can continue to refer to um, and, you know, know about their systems and, you know, what system is using how much um, how much energy and what they can do about it and, you know, really connects them, like I said, with all these tax credits and rebates that are coming down through the Inflation Reduction Act and also through the local markets and utilities, lots of um, different governments. I mean, every state has got their own initiatives for how they're going to decarbonize, electrify homes and things like this. It's just information that homeowners are not going to be able to easily access. Um, and we provide it and it's coming from your home inspector. Oh, yay. This is such a great way for you to continue to stay relevant with this homeowner when 20 to 30% of, of them are the ones that are referring their business back to you. So right. it all ties good. together. Let's touch on the the tax credits and such, because I don't know if a lot of inspectors, agents, or, or home buyers listening may be aware of that. So you said every state independently creates their own kind of plans to help homes be more efficient. So like, how how does that all work? They do, and it totally depends on the state. You know, obviously, you can imagine you know the different political aspirations sure. that people have, but you know, sometimes it's coming from the utilities themselves. I mean, utilities have an incentive. It sounds counterintuitive, but they really want to stabilize and reduce the amount of electricity people are using, um, in particular electricity versus, say, natural gas, because, you know, when there's these huge surges and you get brownouts and blackouts, like they can't control the demand. So anything that reduces the amount of drain on the system is a big deal. And residential housing uses 20% of the electricity in the US. So it's a big deal for them to say like, how do we get you to use less? Right. Um, even as we all keep adding electric vehicles and adding more stuff, like use less, but let's make sure it's really efficient and stable because those spikes in energy are, are a big deal. So anyway, they the utilities themselves offer a lot of rebates for you know adding electric heat pump or a heat pump water heater or you know, even installing an EV charger or things like that. So we give people all of the, the information um, that they need. But the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed in 2022, still taking forever to come through all the states, but it is federal money. Um, you know, in some cases, like $14,000 per household, depending on their household income level, but like low and moderate income people for sure, um, are getting thousands and thousands of dollars to defray the cost of adding something like a heat pump or heat pump water heater, even upgrading electrical panels. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of money and the inspector ought to be the great person to be able to tell them that, like I said, because you're often calling out when there's bad news about the systems and things like that to be able to, to allow people to see what they can do about it and offset the cost is huge, huge benefit. So this could be thousands of dollars in homeowners pockets, maybe, a year after moving to a new home by making some simple upgrades that they may have done anyway. Is that? A, yep. A fair yep. Way exactly. It? Exactly. And I, I it, it would take you a long time to do all the research to find out is, does my utility offer this? Does my state oh, offer yeah. this? Is there some other incentive and how do I file for that? And some of them are tax credits and some of them are upfront rebates with contractors. It's just a, you know, a spider web of, of different things. It's hard to, to kind of unpack. So, that's another reason that I think that this kind of information is so topical and really like pays for itself. So you guys go through the work of finding all that info and, and presenting it because yeah. let's be honest, utility companies probably are not the best marketers or communicators in terms of getting that information to homeowners. No, <laughs> no. I mean, they're like, Oh, we put it on the website. You're like, yeah. Right. Website of I'm not going to not randomly going to Excel's website to find out if I have right. a rebate. It's got to find exactly. me. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, in terms of differentiation, I wanted to touch on something on, on I think a, a lot of inspectors believe they are differentiating by doing certain 
customer service things, you know, delivering the report on time and all those are differentiators, but there's small ones. Yeah. And I think as our industry elevates, what they think is differentiation might just be the standard now. And yeah. so what have you learned in terms of the mentality of inspectors with differentiation? Because to me, that's such a important, like it's always a conversation. I don't care if you have 20 employees or if you're just a solo yeah. inspector. So like, what do you, what do you think about when you hear inspectors talk about differentiation when you talk to them about differentiation? Um, it's, it's hard because I think they're still so beholden to the agents and the agents conversation and feeling like you got to give me a discount or it's really all price related. And I love the inspectors who say, you know what, I'm not going to be a race to the bottom kind of, of business owner. It's just not how I roll. Um, and you know, they all do want to do the right thing. Like what is the, what is the best way to differentiate yourself? It really depends on your market. You know, in, in some cases, it's uh, like if you're in New England, you might have all kinds of really old homes, right? And so um, is a differentiator in that market for you to be the expert in these old homes and to market yourself as a, a, an expert in the old homes? Well, that might mean that you're not the go-to person for a brand new home. Okay, you know, you, you should be okay with that. Like if, if this is your niche, like own it. And that's how you really build, I think, market share. Um, I'm often surprised when I look at the numbers of inspections that happen, right? There's about 4 million home inspections that happen every year, somewhere between four and 5 million. Um, the peak was probably closer to five and a half million in 2021. Um, but existing home sales, there is a normal amount of turnover. Like it's not going to go to zero. We've right. kind of, you know, declined about 35, 40% in the last couple of years, which is painful if you built up your whole business in order to, you know, assume that 2021 was going to continue, which nothing ever stays the same. But, you know, it's not going to get much lower than this. In fact, in the last 30 years, this is the lowest um, existing home sales we've ever seen, including from the financial crisis, right. meaning there's a lot of pent up demand from normal turnover. People still need to move. Um, so I think that the inspection industry has taken a hit for sure, um, but is going to you know benefit from stabilized economy and stabilized interest rates and the fact that people are like, okay, you know, I, I, even though I have a three percent mortgage, like I still need to move because I'm empty nester or whatever. Right. You've got to kids keep coming, people keep still getting divorced and death, right? Um, it, it happens. So back to the differentiation thing, I think it's really like owning your niche and looking at, you know, what, what you can do to grow your market share as the industry starts to stabilize. Um, and what I was saying earlier about the, um, the statistics about them is that the, the the biggest inspection companies are still doing less than 1% of the market share in their area. Um, meaning there's tons of room to still continue to be more relevant to all these people. So you have to figure out what is your, your key message? What is your sweet spot? What is the thing that you most make money off of and, and, and own that space? Um, and, and I think that that is, is just one of the, the key things that I would like the inspectors to know is like, understand your own business. Like what really is the difference maker for you? Um, and you know, if, if we can help you be a differentiator because you're going to be the person who's actually delivering performance level information to home buyers and giving them this, this extra level of insight, that's awesome. Yeah. There's so much white space because there has been forced retirements over the last year or two. We've seen the flush out, whether it's new inspectors or 30 year veterans that just see the environment as being tougher and drop out, which leaves a lot of agents without a home inspector. And I, I believe in you have to like value stack your offerings because to every individual agent, one thing might be important to another, another thing might yep. be important. So it's almost like you have to have your tool belt full of three, four, five, six offerings that speak to different agents of like what's important right. to them. And this is another huge one because I believe agents can understand everything that happens post move in better than maybe other things. So they, like, the agents know contractors and like energy in terms of like the needs. So I think yeah. this stuff is closer to home for them. And so I think appealing to that makes a lot of sense. 
in terms of the well, and, and you know, we're talking about buyers agents going away. They're not going to go away tomorrow. Um, you know, it, it's going to be like a slow and 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 probably they'll have to start differentiating themselves really and and standing out and and justifying the the cost that they're charging to the homeowner, which <laughs> might be a, a better alliance with the home inspector. Not just looking at the ones who are not going to kill your deals, but you know, the ones who are really going to level up the information that your homeowner gets make you look better as well. And I think that that is a, like a key partnership um, to the extent that everybody is still really focusing on the agents as a vector of distribution. Like how can you help them do their job better um, and inform anything that has a continued relationship with a homeowner should be a bonus for both people. Um, anything that gives the homeowner more insight, more information, Better connections is is, is going to be great. You know, whether it's a radon or sewer scope, like whatever your differentiator is, like pick it, own it, and show the uh, the agents how you're helping them empire build. This might be a wild question. Do you believe there's a future in which the dynamic could be flipped, where the home inspector kind of becomes the hub and the relationship owner, and say the buyer's agent's role does diminish? Um, is there is there a future where you believe the inspectors could even be a whether it's revenue source or continuing the relationship with home buyers for agents because right now it's flipped right like a lot of yeah. inspectors feel beholden to agents and reliant on that relationship yeah do you think, do you think that could ever flip I mean, 100%, I believe it's possible. I think that a lot of the inspectors will have to re-envision what their role is and how they present themselves. Because I think they've taken a little bit of a backseat to the agents and allowed them to steer the conversations. Um, and so I think it, it, it's, you're going to have to do a little bit more marketing. You're going to have yeah. to be a little bit more um, engaged with the homeowner, right? Insist that the homeowner is with you during the inspection. Uh, you know, in California, I know it happens far too often that the homeowner isn't even there. Like <laughs> you want them to be a part of the process. You know, maybe if they can't be there because they're working now, there's a, a video that you share with them or something of that nature so that you really get the credibility of being the expert that they are. They, they, train for so long they do tons of work most of them have come from some element of the trades and they they just know what they're talking about so how do you get that to start being heard by the right audience um and then that allows them like if you're gonna if i'm gonna hire a home inspector to come and tell me what's wrong with this house why wouldn't i trust them to also tell me who should fix it how to fix it um, and what I should be doing about it. Everybody wants more help. Do it for me. And, you know, there's been, I've, I've been in home services a long time and there's so many companies that come and go trying to help with home maintenance, trying to help with, you know, being the, the easy button, but nobody's fixed it. Nobody's really crushed home services. I actually think the inspectors are the best people because they've already built a rapport with the home owner and they've built a rapport with the agents. Like, Yes, own this space and get out there and help these guys own their house. Like they can't do it by themselves. I promise you, it's not just the millennials. Like none, nobody is yeah. good at managing their own house, and they just let it like rot into the ground and they lose all their equity as a result. Right? Like the mortgage holder doesn't care because you put ten, twenty percent down. That's your equity that's on the line. If you screw it up and you don't fix those holes in the roof, but you know, let the inspector take this, you know, just, I guess, take it by bull by the horns. Right. And yes. I love this energy. I love this energy because I do <laughs> believe it all starts with confidence of the inspectors because yeah. over the years I would always get so frustrated when they're like, no, it's not my role. I just do the home inspection. Like I don't want to add more value, even if it means the economics like increase yeah. for them. And like, yeah, I believe they have to have the confidence to believe they can actually offer more and be more. And I, I think I'm not to put on my psychologist hat. It's like, I'm not qualified to do that, yeah. but I think there's just so much potential to own more and bring more economics in our industry, but it has to start with the inspector. Like you said, believing yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and taking the bull by the horn. So that, that can't happen quick enough, I think. 
I think that's a lot of the messaging, like back to the IEB. Like I, I really do like a lot of their the content from the yeah. coaching organizations. They really do focus on you as a person. Like come in, be confident, own your business, own your market space, um, own this relationship, and be your best self. You are an expert. You know, feel it and come yeah. into your own as a result. And I think that that's just gonna to your point that you, you that can't happen fast enough and i think more people just need to have you know the confidence to really get out there and 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 believe in themselves that's part of the difference between some companies average inspection being $800 and others being 400 i think is because one it's confidence believe to, they're worth it yeah the confidence to offer more services and market them appropriately you mentioned an interesting point on buyers not being at the inspection and i was i was going to riff on that for a second of yeah some probably bury their heads because it's you're just showing up to hear negative news. And that's yeah. why the energy raven stuff's fascinating because that's like a positive. It's like a hey, look what you can gain from being right. here because some inspectors promote positive things in the report. They say, Hey, look at these countertops. Yeah. These are amazing. Here's a picture of it. Yeah. Good job. Like, yeah, you got a good thing going. And so I think the psychology can even change around what the home inspection is, because most people believe it's let me show up and you're going to tell me everything that I got to spend money on. Right. Some people bury their heads versus I'm going to get an education on how I can better own this home, be more efficient. Right. One of the things that we that we put on our dashboard is all the things that are already good and energy efficient about your home. And it's called out by the home inspector. I mean, we wouldn't have any data if they didn't run through and get it. But, you know, it's, I think that feel good thing is really important just to yeah. know like, phew, okay, the heating system is is good. And and I think you're right that the, uh, the narrative has really been more of like, like insurance claims and things like that, where you're you don't just like deal with yeah. scary stuff. And you're like, okay, there's no problems with the water heater. Well, okay, there's no problems, but that is a good thing. Hey, water heater looks great. You know, big gold star on the, on the yeah, yeah. report. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think leveling up that information definitely would help. And it also focuses people on what they need to, to focus on. I think sometimes the summaries pages will have uh, all kinds of things that are not that important. I mean, they're just like minor code violations or like, a, a, you know, GFCI that is not working properly. But you really want them to focus on, but this this thing over here, you, you got to really watch this. Don't do anything right this second, but you know this is a a yellow flag. Um, and if you buy some credibility from them, you know, then it it it's definitely easier to have that conversation. If you show some good news, at least the bad news will have a balancing effect. Yeah, you nailed something in terms of prioritization of what to expose to the buyer and agent, what to talk about, even because. That's a skill in itself that doesn't get talked about a lot yeah. in our industry. It's more of just like, but put everything on the report and then you're good as yeah. opposed to thinking of the actual buyer experience. And I think that's part of what you what you all even offer and talk about a lot is what's important to the buyer. Because you're right. Yeah. Is a GFCI really what's most important to them? Right, right. And, and Yeah. And do they even really need to focus on that so much? And I, I think there was, um, you know, for a while, a real focus on the inspection report being a negotiating tool. Right. Um, you know, let's call out these things so that you can get the price lowered. And I think that worked during the buyer's market. And it was certainly that that perception may have led to why so many people waived their inspection in a seller's market the last uh. few years. Because if you think you, you're not going to be able to get the price down, you're already in competition with five other people, you know, that you're ratcheting up tens of thousands of dollars, right. you know, on, on the bidding. Why, why do I need the inspection report? I'm not going to be able to do anything with that. So flipping the script on that is, I think, a really important narrative as well. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, even if it's not a contingency of the sale, still insist that you're that you get this whether it's the agent insisting it or better yet the inspector you know making this broad kind of message to the home buyer insist on getting this because this is the foundation by which you will start your journey of home ownership like what do i need to do with maintenance i mean how many people don't even know how to change their the filters or that there is a filter on an you know, air conditioning system and the heating system like they just don't know um, and if you don't know, like you're just gonna hide and say, "Oh wow, it broke. I have no idea." And now you're in an emergency, and you're gonna be paying emergency costs. Yeah, um, and you know it all gets worse. So, 
I think the ongoing maintenance is another huge opportunity as well, because if you look at baby boomers, they're aging in place and they may have the skill, but not the will to do this stuff. As you referenced earlier, they don't sure. want to mess with it. They want, they want an easy button. And then you got the young buyers who don't know where the water shut off is or the, you know, how to change a furnace yeah. filter. So I, I don't, I can't think of anyone better than the home inspector to be the tip of the spear in terms of like, let me guide you on this journey. Let me give you the tools, yeah. support software to, to fix all this because otherwise you're right it leads to failures, which just leads to dollars spent. Um, but I think inspectors have to embrace that ongoing relationship, knowing it's going to result yeah. in more money for them, more business. Yeah. Like imagine if you're going through a house and you know, you're, you're looking at say the, the heating system and you recognize it's kind of on its last legs, even though it's only say 10 years old. If you say to that homeowner, looks like they haven't changed the filter in a long time. You know, as a result, this whole system is weaker than it ought to be and it's going to need to be replaced quicker. That's a huge message to the homeowner. Like, these people screwed it up. Don't you screw it up. And here's how to extend the life of it, right? So it, it, I think we've, we've gotten to a place where the maintenance tips are coming through a blog or a newsletter. But, you know, the opportunity is really right there during the inspection to be able to say, like, had they taken better care of the roof, this wouldn't be a problem. Had they added, you know, attic insulation, uh, their energy costs wouldn't be so high or, you know, wh whatever the message is, like pick it. But I think it, it for those who actually still have homeowners coming through along the home inspection with them, it's a great time to teach them. And people will pay for convenience if it's easy to get the service. Like, I think like yeah. we can have narratives around the economy or who's feeling what, but at the end of the day, I believe younger homeowners, they care more about how they spend their time yeah. and they will pay you if you're in the neighborhood to even change a furnace yeah. filter. I just really believe that yeah. in my core that this can be very you're not popular. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that's a huge opportunity for the home inspector too. When you think about, how much energy and um, effort that they've taken to really make those those connections and and establish themselves uh, from a rapport standpoint as the expert in the home, take it to the next level. Tell them you can come back in 90 days and, and work on these things or tell them that you've got this connection with a handyman or HVAC. Like, tell them all of that kind of stuff and then be there for them. I mean, like, was, like we said earlier, you're, you're, you, you've been hired as the expert in the home, be it, own it, you know, keep, keep helping these people. I guarantee they have no idea who to call. No, no they need an expert there. And, and I, this, I speak from experience of like, I am just always constantly Googling and finding randoms essentially, as opposed to someone that I trust via word of mouth. So it, the yeah. need is there. Yeah, you, I love how fluid, fluidly you know and speak about the industry and everything. So, did I should have asked this in the beginning? But like, did you come from ener an energy background, building, construction? What were you doing in prior lives? I think like it's so fascinating yeah. because you well, you speak as if you've been in this industry for ten years. Not in the home inspection industry for sure, but um, definitely in real estate. So, um, you know, started my early career on Wall Street in mortgage-backed securities, trading those bond debt instruments, things like that. Went back to college um, and got my master's in sustainability, really started looking at construction, doing some fix and flips. Then the financial crisis hits and my husband and I um, raised some money, built a business to buy all of the... the homes that had kind of gone by the wayside and really fallen in value. So ended up with 4,500 homes, um, single family rentals, and really kind of started um, that whole industry. And um, I really focused a lot on the property management side of it. Mm -hmm. And um, once we sold that portfolio to a hedge fund in New York, we um, kind of, he, he went in a different direction with a lot of the financing. And I sort of looked at this property management side and said, why is it that, you know, owner occupied homes don't have any property management? Like, why don't I have a super that I can call or, you know, the <laughs> landlord is not coming. It's just, we do such a good job with rentals in terms of, you know, the, the, the minute the refrigerator stops working, we send oh. someone out there. Um, but owner occupied homes, you're still, you're just struggling. So I started a company um, that was really kind of a maintenance, a subscription maintenance company. And I ended mm -hmm. up selling that to AAA 
um, because I thought this is such a great opportunity for you know people to start to have somebody that they can trust to right. keep coming back. Um, and then you know really kind of coming back with the spike in energy costs of the last 10, 20, uh, uh, sorry, not too many times. I, I'm thinking of post COVID um, where we've just really seen all these, um, you know, jumps in prices and like I said, brownouts, blackouts, right. energy insecurity, stuff going on in Texas with their grid instability and saying, okay, well, let's just retrace our steps here and say like, how do we get energy information to people? Um, it, it's not going to be easy. But the home inspector is really the best person because you're still going through the house, you're collecting very detailed information, and these people know nothing about the house they're about to buy, right? So you own a home, you look at your bills, you don't really know what you can do about it, but you know, you're, it's kind of a known thing at least at that point. But if you're going to go buy a new home, whether it's a larger home or it's in an area that you weren't living in before, you don't know anything about it. Um, and you might be able to ask the uh, previous owners for their bills, but uh, that just tells you if they're crazy cat ladies and leave the windows open while the heat's cranked to 80. But, you know, you don't know anything really about it and you don't know what you can do about it. So um, that was where, you know, the idea from this came about a year and a half ago. And we built all the technology and then, you know, partnered with um, Elite Group in uh, um Southern California to really kind of run some trials, kick the tires on it, make sure it works. And, you know, they just loved it, loved it. And so we started really ch chatting with uh, people at IGO, people at IB, you guys, and, you know, really trying to figure out like, how do we, how do we share this great news with all the inspectors and really get them to, you know, be able to give this kind of content to homeowners and level up the industry, level up their prices and, you know, really, disseminate the information that way. So really excited about that. But I do feel like it's been a long journey of homeownership and construction and, you know, lots of different facets of the industry. I get the sense you have a hard time sitting still and not and doing nothing, <laughs> is, is what you're telling me, because it sounds like a, a very successful career. If I wasn't career. on camera, I'd be walking around my office because I usually walk and talk and like a lot of hand gestures. Yeah. I'm Italian, but I feel like yeah, I really be able to use Because uh, you've had, you know, clearly a lot of successes. And so was it kind of like, man, it feels good to create value or like, what was the driving force for continuing to come back and, and, it, it's that not it's not it. fixed, right? Like it's still not fixed. I created this company, I sold it to AAA, and but like it's still not every, it's still not fixed, right? Like there's Angie's List and Home Advisors and Thumbtack and Porch, but like still, I, I guarantee if you go home today and your hot, hot water heater doesn't work, you're gonna be like, oh, damn, who do I call? And it's you like Google you gotta it. start yeah. the process all over again. Yeah, you know, and it's so that that continues to be my frustration maybe as a homeowner i'm like why is this not better it should be so fixable it should be so addressable so i keep coming at it from different pathways and <laughs> now i'm embracing the home inspectors i got my home inspection certification i don't think i would trust myself to go through any house but you know i know enough to be dangerous and you know i just think that something has to happen with this so i feel like it's a little bit of a perfect storm between all the energy information that needs to get disseminated, all of these tax rebates that just got passed that surely nobody even knows no. exist. Right. And, and and then this come up with the home inspection industry as a result of the NAR lawsuits, like it just feels like a trifecta. So that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me excited. And you know, every time I talk to a home inspector and they're like, wow, this is really great information. I'm definitely including this in all of my reports. Like that makes me feel good. And it yeah. makes me feel like, we are making progress and people are going to start to see this. I love all that. Is this a problem that's just going to continue to get worse in terms of energy insecurity, cost of energy? It's probably not something a lot of people keep up with. I think people see headlines and they see the price of oil that we, yeah. we go get gas, but like I, I get the sense you keep track of energy costs on a higher level. So is there any, is there well, any like it's political too, framing? right? It yeah. fluctuates, you know, like whether we're going to ban natural gas in one city or we're going to double down on it in another city. And, you know, so I think people get, the homeowners get kind of lost in the middle and, yeah. you know, energy is still, it's probably the third most expensive bill that you have after your mortgage and after your taxes. And it's somewhere around the same as your, um, your home insurance, but 
insurance is also going up too. Like, let's be clear. Like the cost that, of that one home. has been astounding. That's a whole nother topic, but like the doubling and tripling in some cases yeah. is insane. I know. I know. So, um, so I think that it's just going to continue to be more relevant. People are going to say, well, what can I do about it? And in some cases, you, you know, we're not going to start using less electricity. We're just going to keep using more and more of it. Right. We get bigger TVs and bigger cars, even if they turn out to be electric. Um, so I think we all just have to be more versed in what what can we do about these things and get rid of some aging systems that are, you know, not serving us and, you know, probably contributing to poor indoor air quality and, um, you know, a number of other issues that have ongoing maintenance. But it's, just starting the conversation, getting people yeah. aware of it, and you know what can I do about it? In some cases, you know, there's not a lot that you can do about it. You know, you're already, you know, it's as cheap as it's going to get for you because of of the usage. Or matter, you got a pool or a hot tub or something. It's like maybe turn the heat down on that. Like some of it's going to be behavioral change. It's not right. always as. But at least by. you know, right? At least if you get a report, <laughs> you know there's nothing else you can be doing. I think it's the unknown because, like, I guess I, I looked at my bill last month and I was like. What can I do? Right. Oh, it immediately was yeah. like, how do I make this go down a little? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and like I said, sometimes it's just a behavior change, but it would be nice to know that it wasn't the systems that were in your house that were causing it or a lack of insulation or whatever it is. So I just feel like this tailored information specifically for your house couldn't come at a better time because if you you can't just rely on blogs you're like maybe it's this and maybe it's right. that like oh just get the information and get the content and you know start and 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 then you can say oh what do i need to do about this oh maybe i should call back my home inspector who gave me this really awesome report and ask him who i should call um i think that just really increases the dialogue and that should be what you know at least the best inspection companies that i've been talking to they want more of that contact Yes. Yeah. So this leads into kind of our good final topic is like predictions for this year, which is always fun to talk about. I I am, it's not, maybe not bold at this point, because I've been talking at it, talking about it so much is the companies that lean into that, like call us for anything and just say yes, yeah. and then figure out how to fulfill it or outsource it or whatever are going to just grow massively. And whether they end Absolutely. up acquiring other companies in town or just gobbling market share, but the revenue per customer lifetime is just going to go up. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think even to, to, to piggyback on that, like they, they should be more aware of all of the support systems that are available to help them do that. Like we can, you know, help connect with contractors, even if it's all the contractors in your own network, right? There's so much that AI can do in the machine learning and, you know, technology and, you know, maybe it's something that Spectora invents as a way to be able to level these things up, but they don't have to do it themselves. Right. You know, look at your partnerships, look at your associations that you belong to, uh, look at all of the non-competitive resources that are available to you and, you know, collaborate and yes. find ways to, to rise together. Yeah. It comes down to openness to solutions and listening to buyers too. Cause I think like we, yeah it's easy for inspectors to just say, I know what they need, or I've just going to keep doing what I've been doing as opposed to how yeah. home, home ownership is evolving. Cause that's the signal that's going to give us the best direction of where to go. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like being so, able to, 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 to continue that dialogue with the homeowner and, and build that rapport. Um, you know, I think there's, like we said earlier, there's so much time and energy spent on the rapport with the agents and, you know, that's valid because they are bringing in a lot more, homeowners but you know that that survey that i was alluding to at least 20 percent are coming from word of mouth referrals so you know if you're offering next level service believe me people are going to talk about that if you're yeah. just offering what they you know the basic what they're expecting there's nothing for them to share they're not going to say that that was remarkable but you know if you gave them an energy analysis or if you gave them you know follow-up phone call or i heard somebody on one of your podcasts was saying that they do a handwritten note. Like these are things that are massive differentiators. Yeah. Like just great. Well, that's the inspector I'm going to be talking about. Right. Like if you stay top of mind, you, you will win the word of mouth game. It just feels simple the way you just, the way you Absolutely. just worded it. Like if you're on their mind every month or every quarter, you're going to just get that flywheel. It's just going to be like the new agent. Like, yeah. like home buyers will be the new real estate agents possibly in terms of word of mouth. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, one of the things that we do is um, we send like 30 and 90 day follow ups with homeowners because let's be real, like right when they're closing on the house, like you're kind of deer in the headlights. But, uh, you know, that's a, it's, it's a really great follow up to be able to say, hey, you know, this this was called out in your home inspection. Um, there's a $2,000 rebate available to be able to, to, to fix this, you know, just want to make sure that you're, that you're aware of it, right? Like there's nothing salesy about that, but you know, you're, you're referring back to really great information and content that they got at a time when they were probably a little busy. Um, but now they are in the house and they're like, oh yeah, he did say that the water heater was on its last legs. Like maybe I should look at this. So I just love all of that. Love it. Love it. So are you guys based in California? Are you remote? Where, where's kind of the team from all over? Mostly remote, although a lot of us are here in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is great. So my founder, Kellen, she lives in San Francisco and our CTO lives just south of me and our head of marketing lives a couple miles from me. So definitely okay. a lot, but uh, you know, we have um, a team in uh, Texas as well. So um, we, you know, like everybody, we're kind of hybrid and, and remote, sure. but we try and get together. We get together at all the, the conferences and things like that. So we all sort of come together to be able to offer as much insight as we can to the inspectors who show up at all of those events. I mean, just like any other business, ours is going to be word of mouth too. So <laughs> 100%. That's why, you know, part of why we're here talking on this pod. Um, so are you guys going to be going to the IEB? They have one in the spring typically. They have one in May, so we'll be at IGO in a couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, you know, in the interim, we're just trying to meet as many people as possible and, you know, spread the word and um, got some things going with Internachi and, you know, trying to cover all of our bases. So please call me, Shannon at energyraven.com, send me an email, um, but go to our website, check it out. Um, you know, there's so many great things that we can do to help really level up inspectors. I just want this to be that. That's my prediction for 2024. This is going to be the year of energy and everybody's going to be talking about it. There's going to be millions of dollars, billions of dollars coming from the federal government, state governments. Do not be shy. Make sure that your homeowners get this. Love it. Love it. You manifest, you're manifesting it for this year. So I am. I'm, I'm on board. With, I'm on board with it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll link to everything in the description. Um, this has been amazing. It's so great to, you know, to have chatted the other day and, and jump on here. I'm sure we'll be seeing each other at many conferences going forward yeah, and, we got, and collaborating. We the dialogue. There's definitely, you know, still so much more to be able to do in this industry. And I love working with, um, you know, the, the big thinkers in sure. the, in the space and, um, together, I think we'll level up the whole industry oh. and, and really make a huge difference. Look forward to it for sure. Well, Shannon, awesome. Appreciate it. Have a great right, rest of your day. It. Thanks for having me, Kevin. And um, look forward to seeing you soon. All right. We'll talk soon.